Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Plant School Podcast. I'm Rachel, and here we learn about plants, how to care for them, how they work, and I keep it simple and taught in a way that anyone from beginner to expert can enjoy. Join me in Plant School. Welcome back to another episode of Plant School. I hope you're doing great. I hope you are having a great summer and I'm so happy that you are here listening to this podcast episode. It means the world to me that you are here listening. And today we are going to be going over how to care for a palea plant. Wait a second, wait a second. I had to look up how to pronounce what I just called palea because I'm like, you know what? I've never looked this up. I've probably been saying it wrong because I often do this to myself. And I'm right. I was saying it wrong. It's not pilea. It's pilea. So we're doing a pilea care guide today. And this was actually a request by Justin on Instagram. Shout out, Justin. He has a pilea mollus, which is a Moon Valley pilea. And he was wanting a care guide on it. So here we are today covering pileas. There's a lot of them. So this genus consists of about 600 to 715 species. So I understand that this is a huge genus and we're going to be hitting the pileas that are house plants today because they largely have the same amount of care. And as I was researching for this, the one that had the most research and backstory to it was, you've probably seen it and heard of it, it's the most popular pilea plants, pilea peperomoides. And so as I go through, I'll be sure to differentiate which one I'm talking about. But yeah, let's dive in. So the pilea plant, like I mentioned, is a huge genus and it comes from the Urticaceae family, which is the nettle family, whom, you know, when you think of nettles, you might think of like stingy nettles. Those are a very common weed. When you touch them, they have these really pokey hairs that are filled with histamines that irritate your skin. They are so annoying. I don't hate a lot of plants, but I think this is one that I hate. And before we move on, I want to share just like a little story that goes to show just why I hate stinging nettles. So I was visiting my sister in London and I was going over there and we were going to run this Ragnar race. If you haven't heard of a Ragnar race, it's basically like a giant relay race. So you have a team, you are all traveling in a van and you all take turns running anywhere from like three miles to six miles, depending on how long that leg is. And it's really fun. So there was one in the area. So we planned this whole trip and it actually got canceled because not enough people signed up for the Ragnar race. So instead, we decided not to waste all of our training, all of our running that we had put in and we signed up for a half marathon. I know this was a long story, but during this half marathon in like the hills of the countryside of England, I was having such a hard time. I was so not prepared for these hills and I was dying. And to make things worse, the one time I stepped off that tiny country road, 
I stepped onto a stinging nettle and my ankle hurt the entire rest of the race. I think I was like at mile maybe six when I stepped on that stingy nettle. Half marathon is 13.1 miles. So yeah, I still like had half of the race, more than half the race to go, and I was so not happy with this plant. Anyways, that was kind of a tangent, but I just wanted to show you guys one of my reasons why I'm not a fan of that plant. Moving back to pileas. So these plants, most of them are kind of succulent, shade-loving, herbaceous plants. They are not true succulents, though. Some of them do grow as shrubs, and like I mentioned before, not all of them are houseplants. In fact, the large majority are not houseplants. The most common one is the Pilea peperomoides, and that is the one that has those lily pad-like leaves, and it is known as the Chinese money plant, the coin plant, pancake plant, UFO plant, or the friendship plant. Some really fun names in there. And then some other popular houseplants in the Pilea species that I wanted to include. There's the aluminum plant, which is the Pilea cadirii minima. There's the artillery fern, which is the Pilea. Did I say Pilea for the aluminum plant? Darn it, I think I did. I'm, I'm not going to fix it. That was a hard plant to say. So moving on, there's the artillery fern, which is the Pilea microphylla. There's the friendship plant, which is kind of confusing because the peperomoides, the Chinese money plant, is also known as the friendship plant. So there's a few Pileas that are known as a friendship plant, and I'll share with you where that name kind of originates from. It's really cool. But one of the friendship plants is known as the Pilea involucrata. There's Great Baby Tears, which is Pilea libanensis. There's the Moon Valley Friendship Plant, which our friend Justin had who requested this episode, the Pilea mollus. And there's many more that are known as houseplants. Some really cool looking ones, but all of these plants have very similar care. So as I go through this care guide, it will apply to all of these Pilea plants. Now, when I was looking up the symbolism of what these plants need. Not all of them have a symbolic meaning attached to them, but I did find that the Pilea peperomoides definitely had a lot of symbolism attached since it is one of the more popular ones. So it means be lucky for me or good luck. And the book that I was reading that talks about, you know, symbolism also talks about the powers that a plant can hold. And so the Chinese money plant, it holds the possible powers of friendship, luck, money, and money luck. I think this is the first plant that we've run into that has any association with money. And moving on to my next question that is always my absolute favorite is, where did these plants come from? How did they become houseplants? Pileas are found throughout the tropics, the subtropics, and warm temperate regions. So this includes quite a few countries and continents that these pilea plants are found on. A lot of them can be found in China. In fact, there's one species, the pilea platanifolia, was used medicinally in traditional Chinese medicine. I couldn't find exactly what it was used for except for the fact that they do have it documented as being used. And then on kind of on the same topic of being used as medicine, I wanted to mention the, the pilea microphylla, which is one of the houseplants I mentioned, the artillery fern. That one has been tested for medicinal purposes and it shows some promise in being a food-safe, antimicrobial, and antioxidant agent. And this was according to a 2010 study in the International Journal of Microbiology. 
I'm not saying go ahead and get an artillery fern, your pilea microphylla, and add it to your food because this is like a very early study. They haven't obviously tested it with people, but it does show promise in that area. And then I wanted to share with you guys how the pilea peperomoides became a houseplant because it's a really interesting story. Obviously, I couldn't hit how every single houseplant of the Pilea family became a houseplant in our homes because there are so many of them that are known as houseplants, but this one I thought was really cool and I wanted to share it with you. It was first collected, the Pilea peperomoides, by George Forrest in 1906 in the Kang Mountain Range in the Yunnan province of southern China. George was a Scottish botanist, and he became one of the first Western explorers of China's Yunnan province. And this province is actually regarded as one of the most biodiverse provinces in the entire country of China, probably somewhere that is heavily studied by biologists of all types. And it was about 30 years later that there was a Norwegian missionary, Agnar Espegren, and he was living there with his family. He obtained a live sample of the Chinese money plant and he brought it home because they were being kicked out. Religion and foreigners were banned by Chairman Mao. And so they were leaving. They went through India and it was about a year later when they finally got home to Norway in March of 1946. And from there, Agnar shared sprouts of Pilea peperomoides, the Chinese money plant, with his friends as he was traveling around Norway. And the plant spread in Norway, in Sweden, and throughout England. And this is where it gets really interesting. So it was a common plant in the 60s and 70s, especially around London, because it was available at the Kew Gardens and the RHS Garden of Wisley. And it actually was until 1978, so really not that long ago, that there was real progress made on identifying the plant. And there were researchers at Kew, and there was a sample of Pilea peperomoides that was sent to them with flowers. And they realized that this plant, it wasn't something new. They thought it was at first. It was actually named way back when, after George Forrest had found it, it was named by Friedrich Dice in 1912, who was a German botanist. And the reason why they weren't familiar with this plant and they had to dig to even find out that it had already been documented was because it was mostly just being traded around as a houseplant. It wasn't a heavily researched plant. It was just by hobbyists in their home that they were growing it. So they figured out that this plant had been discovered a while ago, and then they wanted to know, well, how the heck did it get here? They had no idea who Agnor Espegren was, that Norwegian missionary I just talked about. So they started to put out articles. Robert Pearson published an article in the Sunday Telegraph in January of 1983 asking for leads on this plant and how it was introduced into Britain. And a family in Cornwall, the Side Bottoms, which... What a lovely last name. They came forward with a 20-year-old Pilea that they had, Pilea peperomoides, and their daughter had got it from Norway. So they were able to figure out, okay, things are starting to lead back to Norway. There was another man of the Botanic Garden in Stockholm, Sweden, and his name was Dr. Lars Kurz, and he had a Pilea peperomoides. He took it on this popular Swedish TV show, and he received more than 10,000 letters 
of people telling him that they had that same plant, sharing with him where they had found it and where it had come from. This showed that it was an extremely popular houseplant in Sweden, even though so little was known about how it even got there. And as they read through these letters, they were able to start linking the plant all the way back to Agnar Espergren, the missionary who was in China in 1945. And that is how they figured out the whole story of how we got this plant to be a houseplant. And so it's continued to be a popular houseplant, and social media really has further popularized it, and now you can find it anywhere. It's like readily available at most retail greenhouses. You can even find it at hardware stores in their little plant section. But it all started with that one missionary bringing it over and sharing it with his friends. And from there, they shared it with their friends, hence the name Friendship Plant, because the only way to get it for years and for years was through a friend. Isn't that so cute? I just love that, that it's called the friendship plant because it literally would come from your friends nowhere else. All right, and so with that story that I think is super cool, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to dive into how to care for your pilea plant. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Getting right into how to care for your pilea, I want to start with the question of where to place it in your home. So they prefer temperatures between 64 to 75 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 18 to 24 Celsius, and no cooler than 54 degrees Fahrenheit or 12 degrees Celsius in the wintertime. And like most houseplants, they prefer bright and direct sunlight too much direct sun can cause the leaves to burn, which is usually seen in small yellow spots, and their leaves will actually grow bigger when they are in partial shade and smaller when they're in brighter areas. These bigger leaves can kind of get floppy because it's harder for the stem to support it, so if you're wanting those cute smaller leaves, this applies especially to the Chinese money plant, the Pilea peperomoides. Put that thing closer to the sun so it can get brighter in direct sun. These plants do grow lopsided, like most plants, towards the sun. Just be sure to rotate them every now and then to keep that even growth. When it comes to watering your pilea, you want to water when the soil has dried on the top few inches. And pileas really do love high humidity. So having a humidifier or a pebble tray is ideal. Some varieties actually do really well in terrariums for this reason. Pilea involucrata, the friendship plant, is a great example of this. 
If all the leaves start to yellow on your plant, it could be due to underwatering or overwatering. Older leaves near the bottom will naturally age and yellow and die. This is mostly if it's like those newer leaves or all the leaves are starting to go yellow. Then you should be worried about your watering routine. If it's just the older ones that are yellowing, you can just pull those off and you don't need to worry about them. Pilea leaves may start to curl when they do not have enough water. The soil is too dry and drooping leaves can be from overwatering. So don't water for a bit if you notice that the leaves are really drooping until the soil is dry again. And in extreme cases, I mentioned that all the leaves could turn yellow due to overwatering. I also wanted to mention that the stem can turn black from extreme overwatering. That's usually due to root rot really taking a hold of the plant. If that's the case, you can try and save your plant by removing it from the soil, looking at the roots. Healthy roots are white and firm. And so if there are any that are mushy or discolored, you can clip those off and put it in new soil and that can usually save a plant from root rot. Just be very diligent about watering it only when it needs it. When it comes to fertilizing your pilea, you want to feed them monthly in the spring and summer or basically when they're actively growing. That's like a standard for all houseplants, is to feed them when they're actively growing, not in those colder months where nothing's really going on. It's recommended to use a balanced fertilizer, meaning that the NPK values, the nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium values are all the same. So you can use like a 20-20-20 fertilizer or a 10-10-10 fertilizer. Those are the three main macronutrients being added in your fertilizer. And because this isn't like a big flowering plant or anything that needs more phosphorus or anything, you can be using a simple balanced fertilizer. And speaking of flowers, if they do get sufficient nutrients and sun, they can flower. Pileas do flower. Most pilea flowers are pretty small. They're not huge and showy, but it is kind of cool that you can get them to that point where they are healthy enough to send out flowers. Next question is when should you repot your plant and what soil is best? So they prefer well-draining potting soil. Also, having drainage holes in your pot is definitely recommended. And if you're making your own potting soil, you can add things like peat moss, coconut core, perlite. All of those things are great for enhancing drainage of a potting mix. These plants can grow fairly fast and they can fill a pot quickly. So just be sure to be on the lookout for roots coming out of the bottom of the pot or roots coming out on the top of the soil. Maybe you notice it's drying out super fast. That could be due to a lot of roots in the pot. If you notice any of those things and you're in an active growing season, it's a great time to repot your pilea and move it to a pot that's about one to two inches bigger. Next, going on to propagation, you can propagate these plants. For the Pilea peperomoides, it's super easy because they actually naturally produce these small daughter plants, kind of like how spider plants produce little daughter plants or pups, and you can snip them off and set them on soil. This is kind of the same idea. They grow out of the soil, and you can separate them from the parent plant. You just kind of dig down gently, expose the roots of the daughter plant, use shears or scissors to separate it, and place it in new soil, keep it moist because it is a little fragile for those first few weeks, and then you'll have a whole new pilea plant. 
And then for other pileas, a lot of them are propagated by stem cuttings. So you can take a stem cutting with anywhere from two to five leaves. Just make sure that you include a node, which is usually seen as a small bump on the stem. And that is the place that allows for new root growth. You clip it off. You can dip it in rooting hormone powder if you have some. It just helps your chance of success to have roots grow. And you can place it in soil or you can place it in water, whatever you prefer. And it can take about a month or so for it to root. Now, do pileas deal with any pest? Yes, they do. They are not immune to pests. That would be amazing. So one thing that they're prone to is powdery mildew. And this can be seen on the leaves in white splotches or patches. It's a fungal infection, but it's pretty easy to remedy. You want to increase the air circulation around the plant and remove any leaves that have white patches on them, and that will usually fix the problem. It's not going to severely harm your plant unless it's a crazy infestation. It's mostly kind of just ugly. And so if you do ever see that, and you know it's not like a hard water stain on your leaf, just try and increase the air circulation so that it can't thrive and it will eventually disappear. They also can get things like mealybug, scale, fungus gnats, and spider mites. Mealybug and scale can be getting rid of with rubbing alcohol. Get a cotton swab with rubbing alcohol and wipe them off yourself. Or you can use some sort of pesticide. I like to use neem oil because it's more natural. Fungus gnats, using little traps or little dishes of vinegar is really great for getting rid of those and removing the top few inches of soil and replacing it with new soil can get rid of any eggs that they've laid in that moist soil. And also just watering less can help get rid of fungus gnats. Spider mites are the worst. You can get rid of those by first spraying them off with water as harshly but as gently as you can with like your faucet sprayer or with a shower head and then using an insecticide and trying to use different insecticides or using rubbing alcohol or different remedies is recommended because spider mites build up immunity fairly quickly. And last little thing I want to cover with the Pilea Care Guide is just some extra tips. So I mentioned wiping the leaves is recommended because they can get water spots on their leaves and they can collect dust. It just keeps them nice and shiny. If they're a more fuzzy or like heavily ridged pilea, like the pilea mollus, you can use a soft brush to dust them and clean them every now and then. I do this with like my prayer plant because it has a very fine layer of hair on them and you don't want to damage that with a cloth. You can use a soft brush. And last little note is that pileas are pet friendly. Of course, you probably don't want your pets or your children eating these plants, but they are known for being pet friendly and not causing any harm to them. So that's another win for this plant. And that does it for the Pilea Care Guide. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you will take a few seconds to leave a review for it. I really do appreciate every single review that comes in. And I hope to have you here next week for another episode of Plant School. 
thank you for being here and listening today, and I hope you'll join me next week. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can find the support link below in the description and donate. Or, I have some awesome Plant School merch, including stickers, shirts, and mugs, and the link to my shop is in the description as well. And if you don't want to spend any money but still support the podcast, share this podcast with a friend, either verbally or electronically. This will even qualify you for my giveaway. Just message me on Instagram at tinnyplant that you shared the podcast with a friend and you'll be entered in for a chance to win some goodies. Winners will be announced on the podcast. Again, thank you for listening and I hope you have a great week.